Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold, and we are here to bring you some entertainment, some distraction from everything that's happening in the regular news these days because there's not a lot of sports news. And we're going to talk about some sports. We're going to talk about some things that we prefer because everybody's got an opinion these days, and we do as well. So we got Ernest Watts and Travis Gere both from that great state of North Carolina. These two guys know each other quite well because they work with each other in that great state of North Carolina. But just in case some of our listeners on sportscountryradio.net don't know these guys, I have a speed round. Now, this is sort of like the end of Family Feud where they play for big money and they're asked quick questions and they give quick answers. Um, And so I'll start with Ernest. So, Ernest, I have seven questions. I actually have eight questions. You ready, Ernest? Yes, that's the first question. How many questions you have? Eight. <laughs> go ahead. All right, here we go. Yes. Your favorite thing to put on a hamburger? A cheese. You would rather eat barbecue pork or barbecue ribs? Uh, pork. You would Bad rather drive a Chevrolet or a Ford? Chevy, GM man here. You would rather take a week vacation on the beach or in the mountains? Oh, beach. You would rather take a family vacation at Disney themed parks or universal parks? Oh, that's difficult. Uh, universal. Mm. Uh, you'd rather have biscuit or cornbread? Biscuit. Your favorite NFL team besides the Carolina Panthers? Uh, Indianapolis Colts. And your choice, a new bed or a new recliner chair? New recliner chair. All right, Travis, you know how it's played. Here we go. You ready? Yes, sir. Your favorite thing to put on a hamburger? Uh, chili. Ooh. You would rather eat barbecue pork or barbecue ribs? Uh, pork. You'd rather drive a Chevrolet or Ford? Uh, Ford. You'd rather take a week vacation on the beach or in the mountains? Give me the mountains. You'd rather take a family vacation at Disney parks or Universal parks? Uh, given the age of my children, uh, Disney, Disney parks. Uh, yeah. Biscuit or cornbread? Uh, that's hard depending on what you're eating. Uh, cornbread. <laughs> Spoken like a true Tar Heel. Your favorite NFL team besides Carolina Panthers? Uh, go Pack. Oh, the Patriots still. Huh? Green Bay Packers. Oh, Packers. Okay. No, Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Your choice, a new bed or a new recliner chair? Recliner. Uh, all right. You guys surprised me a little bit. Um, the first thing I put on a hamburger is ketchup. I'd rather eat barbecued ribs. I'd rather drive a Chevy. I take a vacation on the beach because that's where my wife would be happy. Uh, I'd rather do Disney parks, uh, cornbread, and favorite teams besides the Panthers, I hate to say Lions, and I'd rather have a new bed than a new recliner chair. This week in sports, there's not been a lot of stuff, as you guys both know, and um, I've been sitting in my recliner chair hoping to see something different, but something I've seen a lot is about Tommy Brady once again, and he is officially going to that great organization in Tampa Bay, (coughs) but... um, Based on everything I've read, even recently, Kraft Family thanks Tom Brady with a full-page ad, and they're trying to make nice. But if you were Tom Brady, who would you be more angry at? Would you be more angry at 
the craft, the owner, or Belichick, the coach? Ernest? It's got to be Belichick. I mean, he basically <laughs> laid it out towards the Kraft family. It's either me or Belichick. And there's no way the Kraft family is going to get rid of Belichick. And there's certainly, they've always taken a hands-off approach. They let Belichick run the team. And to the extent that they never say, well, we need to pay a certain player. We need to get a certain player. And, mm-hmm. you know, Brady knew it came down to they had to make a choice. And they weren't going to let Belichick go. So he knew his, his – I don't think he holds any ill feelings. He didn't think that Kraft would intercede for him. And he knew this relationship was pretty much shot. Supposedly with him and Belichick spoke two weeks ago, it finished off with Brady slamming the phone down and hanging up. Right. So, I mean, Kraft families treated him fairly well. I think he's angry at Belichick. I think he's motivated – to somehow win a Super Bowl without Belichick, not win a Super Bowl without the Kraft family. Mm-hmm. Right. I read an article that on ESPN that Brady says, when can I be enjoy football? You know, when can I start to enjoy it? And he's tired of Belichick's system and everything. And Belichick's thinking, he's too old, I need to move on. So we'll turn the question to Travis. Travis, do you think he should be more angry at Belichick or the owner? I mean, the owner had the power to step in and say, listen, Belichick, we gotta let Tommy retire here. Yeah, I would. I, I didn't get to read the full article. Um, I, I heard about it, so I don't know. Sitting in the arm tree, there was congratulations and uh, uh, recollection of his accomplishment. I, I think that's in the control of Belichick. Do you guys give me like a brief context of the, the summary of it, or if that would help answer the question? But. Um, I'd be more mad at Belichick. I mean, he's the boss. I mean, it's like you've worked for your boss, think of like 20 years working for somebody and they, and they publish a full page ad you know, kind of praising you, but also yeah, you tr- probably have to read in between the lines of, of what, what was being said. Um, is that kind of the, the way you guys would feel about that? Well, the story is the Patriots made a bid for Hopkins uh, from the uh, Texans and Diggs from the Vikings that, that they made offers not as good as the ones that asked from the Cardinals and the Vikings. Uh, I mean, the Bills, excuse me. And I think generally it's been building and, and Brady felt like he didn't have the weapons. After Gronk retired, he really didn't have a reliable matchup advantage. And he felt like Belichick really hadn't given him the tools to work with wasn't that pretty much what you got from the article too yeah yeah and the interesting thing is that already the patriots have signed brian hoyer to come back now brian hoyer played at michigan state was a backup to brady for a while it's it's his third go around with the patriots and i think basically he's going to be the on-field coach or help the new guy just come along because he understands the system Um, but his arm strength is not very good and if i was tom brady i think I'm most mad at Belichick for not, you know, saying, listen, you've got about a year left. Let's make it one good year left for you, Tom, or two. But Belichick, I guess you can't be too mad at at Belichick for being consistent, right? It's like if you know a dog bites, you stay away from the dog. And by this time, Brady should have known, I guess, Belichick's never going to change. And sooner or later, when you're 42 years old, no matter how much you've done for the organization, they're going to think about themselves first. So 
good for Tommy Brady to go ahead. Um, the second question for today is um, Ohio State got a football transfer, a running back from Oklahoma. And come this next year, there are going to be qu- quite a few transfers in football. And sure enough, Oklahoma, Ohio State got this transfer. But guys, if you had a son who was in college and he could transfer his last year, would you tell him to go to Alabama or Clemson? What do you think, Travis? Uh, I, w- I would say Clemson. Uh, my son would probably not fight up against that. Um, one, because he- he's pretty good Clemson fan right now. He's got some Clemson gear, and he, he likes orange. He likes the Tigers. And, um, and just keeping it in North Carolina, keeping it in North Carolina, you know, I think I think they got a great program that's um, – superseding Alabama uh, over the next few years that I think they're, they're on a better path to, to keep winning and uh, to get, to get more titles. Now I think we've, we're, we're still sort of like this coronavirus stuff. Um, Alabama's on the, the other end of the bell curve going down and you see Clemson kind of almost reaching their peak as well with a uh, recruiting class and, and just, just performance overall. Wow, way to weave in the coronavirus in your analysis. Wow, impressive. Ernest, what do you think? I got some extraneous factors that I'd have to look at. First of all, I'd need to see the depth chart for both teams. I wouldn't have my son go somewhere where you know they've got two or three well-established running backs, which means he's not going to get any playing time. Uh, I would also look at uh, if my son has aspirations to, be, to play in the NFL. And the track record, track record is there are more running backs from Alabama mm-hmm. who've made it to the NFL than Clemson. Now, I love Dabo. Dabo's great. I think Dabo would prepare my son for life better. <laughs> but I think Saban would prepare my son to play in the NFL better. And there's constant turnover in running backs. They're always going after the, you know, after the junior year. So if the depth chart wasn't too stacked up, if my son wanted to play in the NFL, I would say Alabama. Mm-hmm. I would pick Clemson because I think uh, if you're a really good running back, that's going to show. And I, I agree with Travis. I think Alabama's on the downslides. Maybe not a lot, but just a little bit. And I think uh, especially younger players are going to be looking at who's coming up. So that leads to our next question, number three. If you are an All-American college baseball pitcher, and this hits home, I know, for – uh, Ernest, because his son Justin was a really good baseball pitcher, and a lot of the baseball pitchers right now are not playing because it's their season's been canceled. Would you take another year of eligibility, like at a school at University of Texas, or would you go pro and pitch a year at a Double A team, like for the Atlanta Braves? Ernest, that's the Mississippi. That's the Mississippi Braves, uh, because pitchers' arm are such a delicate thing. Most likely you're going to get a pretty good signing bonus to go with the Braves. And if you sign with the Braves, you can make enough money, you can go back and get your degree later on. Whereas if you stay at Texas with an extra year of eligibility and you blow out your shoulder, your elbow, you'll never see that pro contract. You'll never get that money. money. Show me the money. You can go to college and sign the money. So go play for the Mississippi Braves, which I think are outside of Jackson. I think that's where the team's located. That's where I'd go. Sign with the Braves. 
Travis, do you want to see the money too? A lot of factors depend on that. You know, it depends on what's your degree and what's your degree, son. Of course, we don't know that. But, uh, you know, I agree with Ernest. The way the learning is nowadays and what we're all experiencing now, this this e-learning with our with our kids, if you have any kids at home right now, you're doing electronic. I, I think you, you sign, you take the money while you can ex- as, with the life expectancy of a pitcher and, and, and play ball, you know. And there's always more time on earth and, and in your career to, to go back and get uh, finish your degree, continue education, and, and grow, grow a career. And there was a gentleman, Ernest, you may remember him, a uh, gentleman. He's a gentleman now, younger than us, but out of Columbus County. He signed with the Padres a few years Mackenzie back. Gore. Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie um, Gore, he averaged 13 yeah, I strikeouts. He's in double-A now. He's averaging 13 strikeouts a game. He was the number one all-round draft pick. He was the Sports Illustrated Male High School Athlete of the Year. He didn't even go to college yet, did he? He just no, went no, straight he, in and making big so straight from the American Legion to uh the Padres. So the I reason I asked this question is yesterday I was just like, what can I watch for sports? And I'm flipping the channels and I came across I think it's Ernest's favorite baseball movie, Bull Durham. And I stopped there and I was watching and I was laughing and I thought I had regular TV on, not like cable movie TVs, and all of a sudden the F word started popping out like crazy. And my wife says, what are you watching over there? And I said, oh, yeah, I remember this has a lot of uh, profanity like Major League Baseball or Minor League Baseball. But if you can look past that, that movie has some great parts in there. Ernest, what's your favorite scene in that movie? Uh I think this okay. There's so many great scenes. Okay, in the ballpark, clean right? man, clean scenes, <laughs> clean scenes, not not scenes, not, not in the bathtub. Okay, not surrounded in the bathtub. Uh, the the scene when the manager, uh, who actually the gentleman that played him, passed away right after the movie was filmed, uh, uh, goes to uh, Crash Davis uh, and says how to motivate. Right, they can't get the teams motivated, so he says, you know, just have a pure outfit and he goes out there and he throws baseball bats in the shower and screams and yells to motivate him that and the uh the uh what is it called a natural disaster oh yes right they turn on the sprinklers so they get a day off of the game and everything and a lot of those ballparks are ballparks in north carolina fayetteville gastonia uh, so I recognize I've been to most of those minor league ballparks. Do they really have a bull that if the baseball hits it, it, it makes a noise like that? In the old park, the old ballpark, which is called Ladap, that was uh, Durham Athletic Park, which is located on the west side of town, which is really downtown in a very seedy area. The new ballpark, because at that time when that was filmed, they were a single A team in the Carolina League. Now they're in the International League. They're a triple A team. And now it's located in a combination entertainment complex, condominiums. The gentleman who owns it is uh, Goodman Enterprises, Jim Goodman, who owns a lot of the media in North Carolina. And he has this big office complex in left field. In the new stadium, they're also, you know, hit the bull, get a free stake. They moved the sign from the old park to the new one. So nice. But it's, it's in a very, it's in an urban renewal downtown area where, 
uh, a lot of minor league parks are going right down. So Travis and I actually went there about uh, 10 years ago to a game. I took him down there to see the ballpark for the first time. They were playing the Louisville uh, Bats. River Bats. River Bats. You have some familiarity with I them. I do. I've been to one of their games. That's a great stadium in Louisville. It's right on the river, brand new, looks nice. The old stadium was on their state grounds in Louisville, and it was not the greatest stadium. So, Travis, when you go to a minor league baseball game, what's your favorite thing? Uh, Ernest and I, you, 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 he brings us some memories. We've been, we've been to several. This thing, I mean, Food? just the small, it's a, the small town feel of, uh, of the ball field. You know, and the fam, the family atmosphere. I know I've been to a couple of big league games, and they they have you know family oriented things, but you just feel like you're a little bit of a smaller fish in mm-hmm. a, a small pond, you know. Um, and it's not as crowded, and there's kid friendly the playground, and we even uh, I really enjoyed Durham. Uh, that was a nice stadium. As far as they got a, a replica of the big green wall, is that correct? Is that what they call yeah, it? In yeah, yeah. Right? Green monster, the green monster. But then. Yeah, the green monster. Yeah, but uh, the green-eyed monster. But I, I just really enjoy the small town feel. I've been to Myrtle Beach. But of course, I live not too far away from there, and they pretty much have uh, a sandy beach uh, that is ground level in the left, out in the left field that kids can play in the sand and while parents sit in beach chairs and, and watch the game as well. Just I just love the accommodating themes and uh, whatnot that goes with minor league baseball. I and totally now he agree. now he works about mile and a half from a minor league ballpark. Nice. All right, guys, we love baseball. I hope it's going yeah, to come back soon. <laughs> um, the next question we'll start with Travis. If you only had two choices, Travis, for your TV, like the old days, two or three choices. Today's choice, when I was looking, was either I could watch Tiger Woods play in a golf tournament a year ago, and or I was watching. Uh, 1986 NASCAR race in Bristol at the old track, not their newer track that is highly steeped, but it's an old flat track. Um, which one would you watch? And I'll tell you later which one I watched. Uh, I actually saw that a little bit today as I was flipping in channels. Uh, I saw the 1986 Bristol race, and uh, I, w- I would believe I would have to tune in to watch that. And uh, just see the nostalgia of, of how things were back in the 80s as far as the style of the race cars, the speed, um, the design of the cars. Um, I, I think I re- would really in, enjoy watching that, which I, I flipped it after the first five minutes. Uh, honestly, I know we've I've talked NASCAR here before, and honestly, both will be a little bit boring. Um <laughs> after a certain amount of time that would put me to sleep on Sunday afternoon like it like I did today, but I would, uh, yeah, the NASCAR race. Okay. Ernest, I'm going to probably see what Ernest would say. Falling would asleep. Say he would probably do picture in picture. Yeah, falling asleep on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon is a good thing, and both golf and NASCAR will do it for you. Ernest, which one do you think I watched? Well, now, some edification. You, you've you seen Tiger play live, right? I have. Okay. And, and the I've Buick seen- opened a long time ago. And I, I have at Rockingham Motor Speedway. I've seen Dale Earnhardt uh, race several times, and both of them are, you know, till the till the very end, to the 18th hole, of the last 10 laps, 
They're somewhat sambulatic. There's our word for today. Mm. Sleep-inducing. Slumber attic? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. I would, I would have to. This will upset. I would probably go with Tiger. I just like the excitement. You know, the the Tiger's charge in the old days was something. I mean, it's something that you get the word, you turn the TV to. I think the Masters last year Uh is a good indication of that. Where you know, Earnhardt had a chance to win almost every race he was in. Tiger didn't always win, but when he had that lead on Sunday, it was exciting to watch. So I'll go with Tiger. So I watched both of them, but I watched the NASCAR race more, and I'll explain why. And I think if you look at it from the network's point of view, they both get people watching it, for, like you're saying, Trevor, for nostalgia. And Tiger always gets people watching because he is so compelling. He makes the best shots. The I watched it for 15, 20 minutes, and he backed off a shot four different times. He finally went up there after talking to his caddy, and he played this draw or pull shot into from right to left into a protective green that nobody else was getting even close to. And it was such a perfect shot, and that's what you watch golf for once in a while, for that amazing shot that nobody else can do. But then when I turned it to the NASCAR race, it was so refreshing not to see it overhyped. It was live on TBS. It tells you how old it was. It was metal on metal, not fiberglass on fiberglass. People get hit, they go out, and they come back again. Earnhardt was bumping and grinding the whole time, and nobody was risking their life. They would just wipe out and then get fixed back in. Um, it was really interesting, and I enjoyed watching NASCAR like it used to be. Uh, and the guys who came out from the pit crew were not in their fancy suits for in case it got you know dangerous. They were just in blue jeans and, the, and a shiny coat, and they were running out there with their knee pads. And it had a, a little bit of simplicity that I remember when I was down in North Carolina in the mid-'90s that the guys used to say, man, I used to like the way it used to be. Um, I bet you could tell the model of the cars, too. The cars looked different. Well, that was the first couple years that they were starting to change it. But, yes, you could tell Monte Carlo versus uh, uh, an Impala. There was enough change in the bodies, and then they got rid of that, basically. Um, But go live in person. I will tell you, going to a golf outing in person is almost more boring than watching on TV because you can't see enough shots to keep it interesting. And going to a live NASCAR race is so loud, and it's gotten better over time, but I'd rather watch both of them at home. Is there any other sport you'd like to watch at home best, Travis, than in person? Mm. It it had to be football. Uh, I totally agree, you know, with the prices these days that you pay for a ticket to go watch a game. It's exciting to be next elbow to elbow with fans cheering your team on and chanting and all that stuff. It's, it's worth the, the premium price every once in a while. But if you just want good quality uh, views and replays and relaxation and comfort of your own home, uh, watching it in person is you can't beat it. Um, and, and plus, you know, when you get there, I remember I went and saw Green Bay Packers play back when I was in high school uh, on actually on a Monday night. Cause we lived, 30, 45 minutes away from uh, Charlotte. 
and uh, we got stole some tickets. Not stole some tickets. We got to steal <laughs> on tickets. Uh, upper level. Uh, they're they're going to find you, Travis. They're going to find you out now that you stole those tickets. <laughs> yeah, and um, but I remember getting there. I said, "Where are the yellow lines on the field?" I, mean, I was probably naive and <laughs> a teenager, but I said, "Where are the lines on the field? Where's first down?" And uh, of course, we sat up there in nosebleeds, couldn't see anything hardly. But yeah, that that's a good memory of mine. Ernest, any other yeah. sports you like to watch on TV versus in person? The Iditarod. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like going around Alaska. She was. Actually, they ran that last week. You do know that. Uh, I didn't Ooh. know that. Yeah, Thomas Warner won. He's from Norway. I guess yeah, I didn't you know, have to worship about social isolation with that. Oh, no, the dogs are okay. <laughs> you won't catch it from the dogs. The Huskies are clear. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't film it live. I, I mean, know. We're, we're in such a dearth of, of live material. And talk about recorded, uh, you know, CBS and ESPN have been showing a lot of NCAA games because yes. this would have been the weekend of the first and second round is as fascinating as much as I remember so much about those games. I got hooked into watching, uh, this morning, Memphis and, uh, Kansas. And it was fascinating. I forgot that, that Memphis had like a nine point lead with two minutes and 12 seconds left to go in the game. And of course blew that in overtime, but now you kind of view it differently. Cause when you look at these games, you say like, which of these guys are in the NBA? At that time, you didn't think, well, they're going to be playing in the NBA later on. Right. But but now you look at them, you know, like Derrick Rose, who's had several career revivals since then, and at that time, you didn't think he would one day be the MVP of the NBA, mm-hmm. which he was six years ago. I but tried it, to it watch is, the Georgetown um, UNC championship game from, was it what year was that, 86 or something? That's 82. 82. And the quality of the picture was so poor. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. horrible. And I wanted to watch it because you had Michael Jordan, Pat Ewing, yeah. and Worthy, and everybody else in it. Um, and Jordan, you can tell his upper body just hadn't been developed yet, but he still was smooth. But he looked a little slower and a little weaker, obviously, than he, he got to NBA. But just proof that these guys either bulk up or get stronger as they play NBA season and they get better training involved. Uh, let's go to the next question here. And this we'll get to food because, you know, food is always a good option. All right, Ernest, if your wife, Wanda, gave you the option, Ernest, I, I don't have a good imitation of Wanda. I, I better not do you a good mean, imitation. You better not go there. <laughs> all right. For all of us. <laughs> all right. I better be careful here. Ernest, you can cook us dinner at home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or you can get us food from parties. You mean I can microwave dinner? <laughs> or you can get us food from Hardee's. Which one would you choose? There used to be an old slogan when Hardee's first opened up. Hurry on down to Hardee's where the food is good. Uh, we would hurry on down to Hardee's. I mean, I could cook spaghetti, I could, which basically opened a can of sauce and do the noodles. But uh, m- both of my sons are really skilled in the kitchen. They They watch all these... The food porn that's on TV. All oh, the wait, no, don't shows. go there. It's just good it food is. shows, man. People watch it with their mouth open, and it's something. <laughs> oh, I mean, let's not go there. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's just food porn. so. Do you like, what do you like at Hardee's if you have to go there? Uh, any hamburger. I mean, you can't ruin a hamburger. I like to try that one with the wheel of cheese on it. That looks good. The wheel I use of like cheese. The, the, what yeah, is the, the wheel of cheese? Show? 
It has a fried piece of cheese. Oh, gosh. Deep fried cheese. <laughs> On the burger. Now, yes. You know, our friends in, in Wisconsin. <laughs> the what do they curds. Call those? Curds. Yes, it's like a big curd. I love curds, which mm. is probably the worst thing in the world to eat. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a little restaurant. There's actually one up in North Carolina called Culver's. Yes, we have one up here. Oh, you have a Culver's, too. Best milkshakes. But you can get curds there. I mean, you can get, I think every bit of food they sell with Culver's comes with uh, a discount to uh, a heart doctor because it's going to clot <laughs> your arteries. But that's some good. Because they fry their hamburgers one. in butter is what they're basically Oh, yeah. Are. Everything's in butter. The milkshake's <laughs> in butter. So you they think, even take the plastic utensils are cooked in butter. So you're it's, saying Culver's is worse than Hardee's? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's good. Uh. I like it. But I would say you, you probably need a, a, a defib unit at every table <laughs> at Culver's. There's one down from my brother's house in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Uh-huh. And I, like I said, it's my wife didn't care for it. But I, I fell in love when I was visiting in Wisconsin. I thought, now this fellow with that and Tim Hort. Yeah, you're right. Unfortunately, we don't have those down here. Travis, if your wife said, what's your wife's name, Travis? My wife's name is Stacy. Stacy. That's a nice name. He says, Stacy looks it to you and looks in your eyes to say, Travis, honey, sugar pie, you could cook cook us dinner at home or you can get us food from Hardee's. What would you choose? Uh, I don't think I'm. I would ever hear her say that as far as the choice to go to Hardee's, but she would never uh, say sugar it, pie it, either yeah. or sugar. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, she's pretty sweet on words. She's, she's a great wife and she's a great cook too, but, uh, we, we enjoy right eating now? out. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you can probably hear me talking in the, okay. Uh, All right. Go but, ahead and answer the uh, question. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I would prefer to cook. She could probably hear that right now, too. And she would probably say that, too. She she enjoys my cooking. We would be cooking at home, and uh, I would make her a meal at home. I enjoy being in the kitchen. As Ernest said, uh, I'm sort of about his son's age. I enjoy being in the kitchen, enjoy whipping up food, and, and uh, I, I follow a recipe. I like uh, following a recipe, but I also like adding my own twist to it. And uh, uh, I got my man grill out there a couple, probably two or three um, Father's Day ago, and it's still real good shape. I enjoy cooking steaks, pork chops, ribs, mm. uh, grilled vegetables. I'm coming from man. our garden. Yeah, come on down to the south. We know how to do a. I know a, you do a barbecue. Yeah, so yeah, we I would definitely cook at home. And uh, Hardy's is Hardy's is kind of rough on uh, my wife, and 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 Hardy's might get on us to us about that. But one time she's going through the the uh, drive through to pick up some food years and years ago before we met, and um, she opened up her burger, um, going down the road and there was a uh, little, little ants, little, oh. and, uh, she wheeled back around and went back to the through and handed them back the hamburger. And they said, what's wrong with it? And she said, look inside of it. And, and uh, wow. ants so, yeah. on the burger, extra protein, no charge, protein, no charge. All right. Well, if my wife, knows I like to cook. I just don't always like to clean up. And we do a lot of cooking here at home. We've done a lot more recently. And the reason I picked Hardee's is I remember living in North Carolina that at times Hardee's could be extra grease, no charge. So that's why I picked something like that. Now, if you told me you can 
eat at home or Biscuitville, I'd be all over Biscuitville. Man, that was a I miss Biscuitville. Uh, probably wasn't the best for me, but it's a breakfast place in Rockingham. Is that still open, Ernest? Yes, it is. Do you want me to send you a Biscuitville franchise? <laughs> if you'll send me a Culver's franchise down Hey, here, that's a deal. Swap off. That's a deal. My wife was missing grits so much, and she went to the store, and they, she couldn't believe it. I think the first time since we've been up here the last 20 years since we moved from North Carolina that the store was out of grits. So that tells you how bad it is with if grits, grits are sold out up here. Toilet paper and what else? That's the, the grits, bread, and toilet paper. Is I that guess everything so. that's out? Yeah. You know, it's hard when people are buying t- um, paper towels for other purposes, if you get my drift. Um, uh, all right. We'll go into the next one. We can't go any worse than we're going right now. Um, all right. This is just off the sports. Uh, topics, but since we're on sportscountryradio.net, I thought they would appreciate a question like this. And we'll start with Travis. Travis, if you had to go to a country concert, I put had to because I know Ernest is not a huge (laughs) country music fan. Would you rather go, and you can't hear him now, but let's say this was a year ago. Would you rather go see Kenny Rogers with Dolly Parton because Kenny Rogers just died today. Rest in peace, Kenny Rogers. Or Garth Brooks with Trisha Yearwood. I would say Kenny and and Dolly. Uh, what was the uh, gosh? Garth the, the Brooks and tourist. Trisha Yearwood. They're married. You know Garth Brooks, the guy. Who sells- Not a very very big fan of Garth Brooks. He kind of sings whiny uh, country <laughs> music times to me. And uh, I mean, he's good. I got some good singles and hits, but uh, you can't go wrong with the old country. I don't know Garth Brooks. Yearwood, they're they're still in that category of old good country music. Um, um, that's that's what I enjoy most. But I, I really enjoy Dolly Parton and uh, Kenny Rogers, and I really enjoyed uh, my wife Stacy. Since we talked about her, she revealed to me a uh, uh, kind of Dolly Parton story. We watched The Coat of Many Colors mm-hmm. uh, a few months back. That's a very good movie if you if you're looking for some uh, Netflix and chill during this quarantine period for uh, Corona. Coronavirus, but uh, Dolly, Dolly Parton's good. She's she's good at what she does and giving back to the community as well. Um, we get books from her her organization uh, for our, I forget what it's exactly called, but you can sign up and get free books. So, but yeah, give me Dolly Parton. I, I like her. <laughs> I can't quite give you Dolly Parton, but I understand. They did a lot of duets together, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. And there's a video out today since Kenny Rogers just died of him playing basketball at a celebrity tournament against Michael Jordan. Did you see that, Ernest? Yes, I did. Was that like in the Bahamas or something? Because it looked like a half yeah. a court. Yeah, it was in the Bahamas. I think they both own property down there. He used to own property there. But I think, yeah, they both found property. <laughs> and that was a strange video to watch because Kenny lo- always looked old with his gray beard and everything. And he makes one shot in the in the video, but then Michael just just destroys everybody the rest of that video. So do you even have an opinion on this one, Ernest? This is a big upset, okay? I've actually took my wife uh, to see Kenny Rogers in concert. Really? Wow, yes, you must love Wanda. I, undoubtedly, I do. I did that down in Myrtle Beach and uh, actually took her to see one of his two movies he made, <laughs> uh, one where he plays a race car driver, Fast Track or something like that. You know, his first uh, record was 1958. He started out with the New Christie Minstrels, 
And, and then he was with a group called the First Edition. He had a black beard back then, which he started as a pop singer before he went to country like, I'm going to say the early 70s. Yeah, that's because right. They did a song called What Condition My Condition Was In, <laughs> which is big in the 60s. And that was part of the First Edition. And it was, you know, music influenced by drug use, which is kind of hard to believe. I've also eaten his chicken. <laughs> I had a basketball team one time that I coached in junior college, and we stopped off in New Jersey at Kenny Rogers Roasters. So I've seen the movie, seen him in concerts, seen his TV shows, The Gambler, and eaten his chicken. I think I've hit all those in that respect. Uh, even though I do like uh, the other gentleman's selection of a Barry Sanders jersey, Yes, Garth uh, Brooks, when Garth yeah. Brooks was doing that, uh, yeah, I have to go with with Kenny, and and it's it's fascinating how uh, how on touch that uh, Dolly Parton is a couple about a month or so ago, and you've got to help me out. Both of you got to help me out because my knowledge of social network is kind of limited. But she did, she sent four pictures out, and one is uh, what what are the some of the social one Instagram, one was, one was Instagram. Snapchat. One, Snapchat, one was uh, Twitter. Twitter. What, what's the one for work? What's the one you do? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. It was LinkedIn. Uh, it was all those. It was different pictures. Of course, the LinkedIn was her dress for nine to five. Yeah. But she, and then she had other celebrities do the same thing. One photograph. One, no, one is uh, what's the dating app? Uh, oh, the one where. Tinder. Tinder? Yeah, one was Tinder, <laughs> one was Facebook, one was LinkedIn, and I forgot the third, but there were four different photos. And it was a funny little thing, and she got other celebrities. So she's still, uh, and, and Travis is right, the the, the reading uh, library that she has is, I think, celebrating his 20th year. So mm -hmm. she, is, she was going to be on the next cover of Playboy, but they have uh, no longer doing... Uh, publishing editions they're going online mm. so she'll miss out that wow. was due. 30 years ago she was on the cover and she was going to commemorate Yikes. 30th year of being on and dressed in the same outfit i believe mm. so yeah kenny rogers i mean this is a guy who, who i think we all made fun of him when he got his facelift and all that holy moly i saw him in atlanta airport and atlanta airport most people listening probably have done it you fly into your plane then you take a a train or a moving escalator down to pick up the train. And I got in the train and then everybody gets out at the same time. I looked to my right and there's Kenny Rogers within like 20 feet of me. And he's coming off with his wife and she's very pretty, but Holy moly did his face look like somebody kept on mangling it like three different ways. I mean, his eyes, I don't know if he could even close his eyes. Uh, I tried not to stare, but it was like, that's Kenny Rogers, or is it? Or is it somebody pretending to be Kenny Rogers? Um, yeah. All right. Let's both, go uh, ahead, Travis. Kenny and uh, Kenny and Dolly's both had quite a bit of work done to the yes, uh, to the upper have. body. They sure they're have, they're and we don't need any work, do we, guys? Uh, no. Or maybe this way. This is genuine GM parts. I came with the original equipment. That's right, and that's why you <laughs> like your GM, right? Yes. Yes. Is that a loyalty well, he, he because of your dad that you like GM? Well, yeah, my dad had GM parts. I mean, you know, that's, I'm sure everybody's heard this. You know the old thing what Ford is an acronym for? Found on the road dead. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Or fix or repair daily. Either one of those two you can use. Wow. Wow. It's because Henry Ford was such a... Henry Ford II was such a mean person. I can say that. Chevy's based in Detroit, too, right? Right. Both are based. Even though the Ford family still owns the Lions. Yes. Yes. You're right. Henry Ford II did not do great things for the, the Ford brand, but... I've owned both a Mustang and a Ranger. And Travis, guess which was the better car for me? The Ranger? You're right. The Ranger actually was a much better dependable vehicle than that Mustang ever was. But I had a Mustang Ghia that was the size in 1976 where they shrunk it down and they tried to make it small. And it was just not a great car at all. So Travis... Um, you picked Ford earlier. Are you loyal to Ford because you have a great car that's Ford or your yeah. dad drove Ford? Well, uh, I, I started out my teenage years. Uh, when I was 15, I worked with my uncle, um, and he gave me a Chevy Love. Then I bought a Chevy. I sold that because it was garbage. It, learned, it helped me learn how to drive a uh, stick shift. Then I bought a Chevy Silverado in 79. And I just kept I have I had problems with Chevys. So then I I went to Nissan, then I then I became a Ford guy. I've had a Ford Ranger, speaking of Ranger, but I had to wave goodbyes to that with many tears because of uh having kids and needing help to transport those. So I waved goodbye to that. It was like one of the last models they made. because um, after that they stopped making them for several years. Now Ford Rangers are back on the market. But now I have a Ford Focus that is economical um, that I traded in my Ranger for. It's economic in gas mileage and picking up, taking the kids if I have to. Paul, what do you what do you think about the new Rangers? Have you? I've seen the seen new Ranger. Laser eyes on one of I, I think it, it looks like they they tried to stretch out and make it look a little bit like the F one fifty. I don't really like the new Ranger. Um, I think if you're going to make a smaller truck, don't stretch it out. Just let it be a smaller truck. I mean, and um, some of the styling I don't care for so much. We just bought an Equinox, uh, Chevy Equinox, and, man, we're getting great gas mileage. And I've had a few Chevys, and this is probably the best quality Chevy I've had. But I got one more question, and we'll get back to sports sort of here, um, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. Um both of you guys know that working out is really, really important to athletes, even when they're not playing. And LeBron James is sort of taking on the mantle through his own videos and his personal trainer that stays with him year-round of being a guy that works out all the time. But in the old days, it used to be Jerry Rice, who used to work out all the time in 49ers, he used to run up a hill and then other people would try to compete with him, and they couldn't do it. He'd wear out other people, like these young athletes, rookies, say, I want to work out with you, Jerry Rice. So, Ernest, if you wanted to get in shape, who would you rather work out with, LeBron James or Jerry Rice? I would have to say Jerry Rice because he never really bulked up. I mean, LeBron is – people don't realize how big he is because LeBron is – Six nine, and he's probably two seventy five. I mean, he's been claiming he's two thirty for like ten years now, but he's two seventy five. Yeah. So I mean, there were things physically he would do in training that would be beyond my touch. Jerry Rice has always been a slim six two, one eighty. 
I wish I was 6'2", 180, but I think <laughs> his, his workout would be more real, something that I could probably adapt to easier than someone that has the size and bulk that LeBron does. Mm -hmm. Travis, what do you think? Who would you rather work out with? Uh, Jerry Rice. Uh, there's just something about LeBron that, you know, I, I like his athletic abilities. Uh, I think he's a, a, one of the greatest athletes that's down in the book. So is Jerry Rice. I just, I think I would learn being a, a young sensei here. I would learn some things from him working out with him and just, to, I think I could keep up with him a little bit more in his probably more traditional styles of, of working out. Yeah. Running up hills. I remember doing that when I was a kid. We, 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 I grew up in kind of the, the foothills of North Carolina and that, that's what made us who we are is that we did, we did some, you know, field sprints down the football field, but we also ran up that hill as well ran up and down and uh mm -hmm. i think i think jerry rice he, he he could teach me a few things and he'd be a little bit more fun to work out with yeah i'm with you guys as he didn't yeah as long as he doesn't want me to do his pass catching retro <laughs> you know what that was his dad used to throw bricks at yikes he would catch bricks yeah so if he, you know if he doesn't throw bricks at me and try to catch brick with his bare hand if he catch bricks yeah can you imagine how fun it would be to throw passes to jerry rice I mean, that reason alone, I would want to work out. All right, guys, we're right up against time once again. So you guys get uh, your good two minutes or a minute and 30 this time around. Ernest, give me your good minute 30 to wrap up. Uh, again, we are faced with so much, and it's easy to be overwhelmed with all the changes we're dealing with. And a lot of us seem to feel like this is going to go on. It's going to get worse. And we choose to take the bad perspective we don't realize this is an opportunity to get closer with our families to spend time with our fam families and not spend so much time in public with other individuals and kind of realize what's important in our lives and though we may not be able to visit some people that we love you still have the ability to skype you have the ability to talk on a phone and communicate I and mean, there are older people in your neighborhood Check up, make sure they've got the things they need. They may not want to risk go out in public. You can always pick up things for them and leave it on their uh, porch or on their steps for them. So this is like any type of tragedy, like a, a weather-induced or, or something like that. This is an opportunity to look out for people in your neighborhood, people in your church, people, your relatives. Take a chance to look out for them and realize there's going to be an end to this. This will not last forever. This time next year, we're going to – how much better will the NCAA finals be in baseball and football when we finally get them back? You can really appreciate – I mean, we used to say, well, there's too much sports on TV. You can't say that anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, again, you can sit and moan and gripe about everything you think you're being deprived of, which you really aren't. Or you can look at this as a great opportunity to help other individuals and bind together. And that's, that's the message I give to people. Travis, your last words. Ernest, that's that's a good encouraging word from the state you were in last week, and I think I think we've all been through those stages of just kind of disparity and oppression and just overwhelming with with the situation we have going on in our nation right now. But I think I said it several podcasts ago uh, uh, when I was sick with the flu or s suspected flu back many years many years ago it was last year um but my kids have a sign in the bathroom wash your hands say your prayers because jesus and germs are everywhere and that's that statement is uh ever more true now and um you know as far as the, the 
this disease that is going on. So it's just, as Erna said, it's just an opportunity. The the way you look at things uh, that's going on in our world today, just, just just to slow down and take a breath. You know, yeah, sports are canceled. Kids are disappointed. I'm disappointed. I can't get out and watch my kids' ball games. But it's really an opportunity for this world to just to take a breath and just um, focus on our mental health and our family health and, and rein back in to, to really appreciate what we have had uh, in in our in our world that we have the, the luxuries available to to just uh, do the many things we do and enjoy sports enjoy music and you know that's the thing about that sportscountry.net you know music and we talk about Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers and all those other great country artists and music is our outlet sometimes when we are down and out when we have good moments and bad moments sometimes we just need to turn off social media i know i've been trying to intentionally make myself do that turn off the news stop hearing about covid19 but then just tune in some, tune in some music and, and take me to another place of so those happy days let's take us back to yeah thanks travis thanks Ernest. um yeah, like these guys have said, uh, count your blessings, basically, and uh, this will not last forever. Thanks for listening to Pardon the Confusion. This is Paul Arnold. If you want to get a hold of me or just have some ideas for a podcast, send them to me at gobluearnold at gmail.com, just like it sounds. And we appreciate you listening, and have a great night. <laughs>